0: Before we get started, we'd love for you to take a survey that would help us improve the Building a Story Brand podcast. Just go to buildingastorybrand.com slash survey and fill out the survey by December 31st. If you do, you will be registered to win an Amazon.com gift card. Fill out the survey. It's going to help us make an even better podcast next year. Welcome to the Building a Story Brand podcast, where we believe if you confuse, you'll lose. Noise is the enemy, and creating a clear message is the best way to grow your business. I'm your host, Donald Miller. I'm joined by my co-host, J.J. Peterson. Hi, J.J. Hi, Don. Merry Christmas.
1: Merry Christmas to you. It is
0: Christmas Eve. Yes. It's actually a couple weeks before that, but you're <laughs> but, listening on Christmas but Eve. But our
1: hearts are on Christmas Eve with you.
0: That's right. We just had our staff <laughs> Christmas party last night, and I know if you're listening to this, you're probably driving to see family. <gasps>
1: I will be driving to see my family. You're in be be Northern so California, upset.
0: yeah, and you're going to go to the Oregon Ducks uh, bowl game. Bowl game. What bowl is that?
1: New Year's Eve. Uh, Red box bowl. The Red Box Bowl at Levi's Stadium.
0: <laughs> wow, we're going to be. Oh, so you're up in San Francisco. Oh, that's yeah. going to be cool. Yeah, I, yeah. Betsy and I are going to the Rose Bowl. I know. Yeah, I got know. I,
1: there was like a tiny chance I was going to try to drive down for that.
0: <laughs> you know what? I wish you could. Yeah. We actually have a couple spare tickets, and we'd love to. Well, now that we're going to get a million calls, <laughs> yeah. they will be taken by the time. Actually, I think yeah. we will have already. No, yeah. there, we don't have any tickets. <laughs> Speaking of tickets, <laughs> yeah. they came in the mail yesterday. Oh yeah, they are gorgeous. Yeah, these tickets are works of art. They're like Willy Wonka chocolate bar. Ticket. Oh yeah,
1: they're amazing. I framed mine.
0: Did you? Yeah. So, because I was wondering about that, you have to take it to the game and yep. have them scan it, so and then I, you just want to protect it.
1: Yeah, I had a protector that I would take with me.
0: It's and so like your little pocket protector yeah, that you normally wear around yeah, the office that you got yep. at NASA. Exactly. And you know what that is? Yeah. You know what that beautiful ticket actually? Because there's no reason for them to do that. No. Mm-mm. It's a talk trigger. Yep. I mean, yep. you know, I don't know if they intended it that way.
1: Oh, 100%. It's a, it's a keepsake that you'll show everybody, and it turns talk and, about And over it. the years,
0: the Rose Bowl becomes this like Disney kind of thing mm-hmm. that you want to go to it's every year. It's an experience.
1: Year. It's not just a football game. It's an experience and it's a moment that you're going to share. Like my Rose Bowl experience when the Ducks won after like not winning for like 10 years. They
0: beat Wisconsin, they, right? Yeah. And you know was, who they beat? They beat Russell Wilson.
1: I know. Oh, I know. I was there. <laughs> That's it was, amazing. but I went to the national championship game the year before, which was amazing. Was that and, Texas
0: USC? What, what uh, that? No,
1: Oregon and oh Auburn. Auburn. Yeah, oh, it was. Sorry. It was hard, but it was still an amazing experience. But that Rose Bowl experience for me. I took a pom-pom home. I took like I have a whole like yeah. framed thing for my experience with the ducks. And I talk about it. I show people it and all the time and it's an amazing thing.
0: Well, the topic of this episode is talk triggers. It's yeah. actually a book by a guy named Jay Bear, and I'm going to yeah. interview Jay in a minute. But basically, it's little things that you can do that often are not very difficult, but that cause people to talk about your brand. It is the best, most efficient kind of advertising you can do. Yeah. And it's little Things. Yeah. You actually pointed out one earlier (laughs) when we were (laughs) prepping for this. Yeah. An email you got from a company that you bought something from. Yeah, Caldwell's
1: Could, Pet Supply.
0: Caldwell's <laughs> Pet Supply. Yeah. Where are they?
1: I don't actually know. I got it on Amazon. And okay. And we bought potty bells to train the dog how to go outside, you know, like ring the bell to go outside. We've got one for June. Yeah, and so they She ring rings the bell it to if she outside. wants
0: to potty. She rings it if she sees a squirrel. She yeah. rings <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. It's not <laughs> but just but they potty they let you bills. know they want
1: to go outside. Yeah. So we ordered this and then got this email. And I'm going to actually read the email because it blew me away. And I've told everybody about it, and I will only buy this from them.
0: So this yeah. is an email that you got after, after you bought- ordered,
1: yep. Yeah. Instead of just saying, your shipment is on the way. That's what yeah. this email is. Track does. it through yep. this link. So it says, hello, your potty bells have been gently taken from our Caldwell's pet supply shelves with sterilized, contaminated free <laughs> gloves and placed onto a doggy pillow. A team of 50 employees inspected your potty bells and polished them to make sure they were in the best possible condition before mailing. Our world-renowned packing specialist lit a local artisan candle- <laughs> and a hush, <laughs> and a hush fell over the crowd as he put your potty bells into the finest gold-lined box that money can buy, which they did come in a gold box. Are by you being the way. serious? Yeah. We all had a wonderful celebration afterwards and the whole party marched down the street to the post office where the entire town of Portland, Maine. Oh, that's where they are. Portland, Portland, Maine. Maine. Waved bon voyage to your package on its way to you in our private Caldwell's Pet Supply Jet on this day. (laughs) We hope you have a wonderful shopping experience with us. In commemoration, we have placed your picture on our wall as customer of the year. We're all (laughs) exhausted, but can't wait for you to come back. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Sigh. We miss you already. We'll be right here to serve you if you have any questions or concerns with your order, please read below for the rest of your information.
0: That is and a talk. Tr- You're I, literally reading it to 40,000 people I, right now. Yes, That's the talk. I have read part.
1: it to so many people. I forward it to people. And even like when we've been doing marketing and branding, like we'll do a strategy session. I'll go in. I, sometimes I will use that as an example and say, they did not have to do this. I know it did not come on a jet. And it's I the know right product. It is. It's yes, potty it's Potty Bells. bells. It's literally <laughs> for called for Potty Bells. <laughs> 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 so I love this. I Like this happened Four years ago, yeah. and I still have it on my phone that I can pull it up because I think it that much memory and meaning to me, and I think it's hilarious. It's a surprise. We're and exhausted. Sigh. We miss you already. We miss you already.
0: <laughs> and the Called whole pet jet thing. I will
1: say their name over and over.
0: Well, Caldwell's Pets Fly in Portland, Maine, you're Portland, doing it right. Yeah. And what you're doing is you're creating talk triggers. But yes. how could you do that? How yeah. can you do that for your business? If you're a financial advisor, if you're a real estate agent, whatever you're doing, how do you do it? Even if you just have a personal vision, even just you as a human being, Yeah. when people come over to your house. Tim and I actually went to Prince house in Los Angeles recently, had dinner, and they had their family mission statement on butcher paper on yeah. the wall with core values. And they said, you know, so many people take a picture of it and ask about it what's your t-shirt size? We just put it on a t-shirt. And they came out and they brought t-shirts <laughs> to everybody. And here I am talking about a family dinner with somebody in LA. Yeah. And they don't mean it as a talk trigger. Yeah. But it's just different. Yeah. it's You're surprised by it. And yeah. you're delighted by it. Yeah. You think it's kind of neat. Jay gets into some examples in this interview. But you know I love all of our interviews. Yeah. But this one also, maybe more than any this year, made me just want to sit and think and conspire and ideate with um, yeah. with our team and go, what can we do? What's our talk triggers? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. since I recorded this interview, I actually went to one of our team members who's in events and said, I want to start a hospitality department. Yeah. A whole department of people whose whole job is to make people feel really loved and really cared about and yeah. known. You know, so things like last year, we had a workshop that part of it was taking place on Valentine's Day. mm mm-hmm and that morning i thought it was that it's too late i thought we need to send every wife whose husband is here flowers <laughs> and every woman in this room should be getting flowers today we didn't think about it in time yeah and so a whole department that just exists to say help us catch those magical moments yeah. and you know you get a return on it yeah. and it's not about the return but you do you get a return on that kind of yeah. stuff so jay wrote a whole book about it it's called again talk triggers his name is jay baird b a e r I thought it was a fantastic conversation. So here's some stimulating stuff on your drive to Christmas dinner. Yes. We hope you love it. Here's my conversation with Jay Bear, author of the book Talk Traders.
2: Jay Bear, thanks for coming on. I am delighted to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Man, I
0: don't think hardly any topic is more useful to a small business owner, even a medium business owner, well, for that matter, any company, than the talkability of your brand. We
2: preach that in and out here. Yeah, I was going to say, both of us wrote a book about that, so I think uh, we are aligned on that point, for sure. Well, you've got to get the talkability down, and that means you've got to
0: create messages people will listen to and repeat Tell me about some of the companies you've worked for and the difference between they didn't have a, any talkability and now they've got talkability. What's the difference between that company A and company B?
2: Well, look, I mean, company A is 99.5% of everybody in the world, yeah, it's which exactly is true. taking word of mouth for granted. As we talked about in the book, Talk Triggers, You know, word of mouth influences between 50 and 90% of all purchases. Yeah. And I think almost everybody in business will acknowledge the the importance of word of mouth to their business. But here's the part that... <laughs> That I still can't believe. And frankly, one of the catalysts for writing the book is that despite the importance of word of mouth, nobody has an actual strategy for it. Yeah. It's the most important thing. Yeah. And there's nobody teaching you how to do it. It's really crazy. So let's give people a reliable framework, not unlike the framework that you have in StoryBrand, but. Where StoryBrand talks about how to say things different, what we really set out to do was to show people how to do something different. And a talk trigger, probably easiest to define it at this point, a talk trigger is a strategic operational choice that you make in the operations of your business designed to create and catalyze conversations amongst your customers. So it's something that you do differently every day for every customer, every time. And the best talk triggers in the world can persist for decades. Doubletree Hotels is one of the most famous examples. We did a lot of research on that in the book. They've been giving every guest a warm chocolate chip cookie every day at check-in for 30 years. They give out 75,000 chocolate chip cookies a day And they spend almost nothing on advertising because the cookie is the advertising, and their guests are volunteer marketers. 34% of their customers have told a story about the cookie in the last 30 days. So the math on that- That's actually amazing. That story is told approximately, according to our research, 22,500 times every single day. You've got some examples in
0: the book that are pretty fantastic. Some of them we can't possibly implement. It depends on how you're wired. Umpqua Bank has a phone- In every branch where you can pick up
2: the phone and talk to the CEO. Yeah. First of all, is that really happening? Yeah, for sure. It's not the CEO of the branch either. It's the CEO of the whole bank, and they have 450 locations, right? So they're not a tiny company, and they get about six calls a week. Because people probably really respect that. They're going to talk to the CEO only if they need to talk to the CEO. Five out of the six calls are people saying, oh, I thought this was fake. And then they <laughs> hang up. They thought it was like decoration. Because in every branch, they've got kind of like an old-timey silver phone. And it just has a little card, and it says press six to speak to the CEO. And so every once in a while, somebody does call with a lines too long or or whatever. But just the fact that you could Make that call becomes a story that their customers tell one another, which gets them new customers as a result.
0: So, six people a week make the call, but 600,000 probably talk about the phone.
2: They have seen the phone and said, Man, it's unbelievable they have this thing in my bank.
0: Okay, so let's get down to practical stuff here. We want to create talk triggers. That's the name of the book. You've got a bunch of information in this book, but I want to pick one section, and that is the five types of talk triggers. First of all, if you're looking for a book that just inspires you, If you're looking for 250, 280 pages, and one idea can really help you grow your business, I think the book is worth it. Let's talk about just these five types of talk triggers, though. Talkable empathy on page 93 of your book, Jay. Among the five types of talk triggers, talkable empathy may be the least complicated to deliver and has extraordinary psychic and word-of-mouth impact. What in the world is talkable
2: empathy? Look, you and I are old enough to remember a time— when treating your customers with empathy, with compassion, with kindness, with caring, was the default. That's just how we did things. Yeah. And then somewhere along the way, we sort of lost our way as a society. And I think it's fair to say now that we're living in a time of empathy deficit, where in business, in life, certainly in politics, treating one another with kindness and compassion and warmth and humanity is no longer how it's done. And as a citizen, as a human being, that saddens me a little bit, but as a business person, I understand that it is a massive opportunity because today, when you treat customers with that overwhelming empathy, it stands out like never before. It is talkable. It is a story in a way it didn't used to be a story. As we said in the book, any business can be talkably empathetic. They just have to want to and put the time into it to, to make that happen. Can I tell you a story? Yes. I was in Green Bay, Wisconsin yesterday, and I went to the uh, Packers game the day before, which is fun. Very fun. Well, this season,
0: so, so fun. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> I actually...
2: An aside for football fans, I was on the tour of Lambeau Field and Mike McCarthy, the Packers coach, popped out of the locker room while we were standing there and was like, hey, I'm Mike McCarthy, shook everybody's hands, lost the game, fired the next morning. So I met the guy
0: <laughs> hours before he was dismissed. You were the last one to meet the Literally, yeah, I, the feel, I feel a little <laughs>
2: responsible, actually. <laughs> there you go. So I was in Green Bay and the reason I was there, not just to go to the game, was to visit a company that we profile in the book, a company that has a talk trigger rooted in empathy. And the company is called AmeriCollect. Now, AmeriCollect is in uh, Manitowoc, Wisconsin, very small town. They've grown from 12 employees to 280 employees. They've grown from $600,000 a year to $26 million a year. Wow! The business they are in is a business that you would not necessarily associate with empathy. It is collections. They are a collections got agency. Got a bad rap. Yeah. And they only do medical collections, right? So if you owe your hospital money, you owe a physician's group money, you may actually be contacted by AmeriCollect to collect that debt. It's a business collections where typically they really grind you, right? They get a hold of you and they're calling you. They're just grinding you down, baby. That's how it works. Not these guys. Their owner, Kenlyn Gretz, is, is quite a guy. He's about our age and is really something. When he took over the company, he changed the entire culture. And today, their slogan, but it's a lot more than a slogan. It really is the DNA of the organization, is Ridiculously Nice Collections. It is ridiculously (laughs) nice collections. So they treat everybody, no matter how much they owe, no matter what their situation is, with extraordinary kindness, compassion, and humanity.
0: If you think about it, not only does that really serve the customers who owe some money and are in a difficult place, it actually serves any medical outfit that needs to outsource
2: their collections because they're going to go with you over anybody else because they don't want their clients being hounded. Not only that, it actually works way better. In the medical collections business, it is almost universally true that a hospital will give two different collections agencies the business. They each get 50% and they compete one another. It's almost like an A-B test to see which one performs the best. Since they shifted to ridiculously nice collections, AmeriCollect has won 97% of their head-to-head matchups. That is incredible. This is the part that you are really going to appreciate. It's actually hard for me to even say this story. So they have 280 employees. 60% 60% of their workforce are people that they originally collected from. You are kidding. It was
0: intentional for them to go after the very people that that, that the industry no. had made feel other
2: way around. They wanted a job. The experience was so great. They're like, could I come work for you?
0: <laughs> that is a beautiful story. Is that
2: unreal? It's quite talkable. I mean, we're actually talking about it now to 40,000 business leaders. Well, I gave leaders. a presentation to all 280 of them yesterday. It was one of the great honors of, of my career to address them because they are living the principles. You know, Jay, we could geek out on this for a long time because I know
0: you've studied story and built into what you're talking about is a villain, you know, debt collectors. Yeah. And here's the same people going after their whole industry and trying to redeem it. And no wonder, I bet morale is super high and-
3: Oh
2: yeah.
0: And there's so much else to talk about too, because it's not just an external messaging system if we're going to be ridiculously nice collectors. The internal messaging system, of saying hey here's our aspirational identity for our brand we're going to be the nicest debt collectors on the planet.
2: You end up with a pretty great workforce, right? And they get yeah. along and their culture is really strong. It, you know, just stands to reason. If you're going to put a flag in the ground and say this is what we do, you know, you're not going to tolerate a lot of jerks, you know, as a result. Well, the practical application for all of us in any kind of business
0: is your people have to be so incredibly empathetic that people talk about it. And you've got to find tangible ways to actually execute on that. Talkable usefulness. The first of five talk triggers was talkable empathy, and now talkable usefulness. Page 95 of talk triggers, you say, particularly effective when put into practice in business categories not well known for making customers' lives easier. So, how do we become useful, and how do we get people to talk about how useful we are?
2: My favorite example is actually not in the book, I don't think. It's my buddy, Joe Manusa, who's a realtor in Florida. Now, most professional service providers, lawyer, doctor, accountant, consultant, they all have a website. Yeah. But the problem is everybody's website is exactly the same. Now, the words may be rearranged slightly, but every website in professional services essentially says, behold, the awesome power of our expertise. (laughs) We counsel against that, but yes, we see it all the time. We know things that you could possibly never know. Yeah. The one thing you shouldn't do is try this yourself. (laughs) That's the whole website, right? Right. Well, Joe does the exact opposite. Joe created a free downloadable 60 page PDF guide. It's called how to sell a home on your own in Florida. Wow. Now here's a realtor paid to sell homes Yes. telling you how to not use a realtor. No, I called him. I said, Joe, I don't get this. Seems to me that you are giving people exactly what they need to not hire you. And he said, well, I know why you think that, Jay, but what you also don't understand is that people get to about page 19 and they realize just how hard it is to sell a home on your own. And they realize that they want nothing to do with that process. It is his number one source of customers. Wow. And not only does he get that customer, He gets all the other customers and their friends. Because if you've thought about, if you've pondered the idea of selling a home on your own, so have all your friends. And they're like, hey, Don, you're going to sell your house on your own? You're like, yeah, I was going to, but don't do it. It's crazy. You're going to get this book and realize what a bad idea that is. You should just call this guy. Look, in professional services, here's my advice. Take everything you know and give it away.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more.
2: And people freak out about that. But here's the deal. A list of ingredients doesn't make somebody a chef. And I've been a consultant for 30 years, and the one thing I know is that if you've got a potential customer who's genuinely weighing the pros and cons between hiring you for your expertise or doing it themselves, that's probably not a customer you actually want.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely true. We have given away everything at StoryBrand. I mean, you can get the framework. It's all on the website. And we lovingly take millions of dollars from people every year because they want to know, am I doing it right? And I really just want to get it done in 48 hours, and can you walk me through a process? But you can figure it out on your own. Just read the book and do that, and we lay it all out there. But for that affirmation and to be together with the experts it's all there, and so I've always said the more generous you are, I think the better your business will do. We're doing the same
2: thing. We're launching the Talk Triggers course, too. Same thing. We're actually using some of the way you present your information on your site to talk about how we're going to do this course And as the well. key here,
0: it's for anybody in business. It's not just in business. It's in parenthood. It's in friendships. It's in marriage. Be useful.
2: <laughs> yeah, there you go.
0: I'll be back with the rest of my interview with Jay Bear in just a moment. If you are wondering how you're going to grow your marketing business next year, that is, you love the StoryBrand podcast, you've read the book, you love the framework, and you want to scale up this marketing effort that you've got going on, you're a freelancer, if you will, Uh, people hire you to do their website, they hire you for good marketing advice, consider becoming a StoryBrand certified guide. When you become a StoryBrand Certified Guide, you come to Nashville, you spend four days with me, and I teach you how I do marketing for small businesses. It is an extremely successful framework. But not only that, you get to join a community, a cohort of people that you become friends with, and you exchange best practices and best ideas and what's working for your clients. That makes you even more effective. Just listen to what some of our guides are already saying about their experience. Some of them have only been in the program for three months, but listen to what they're already saying about the experience.
4: It would have taken me five to 10 years to get to where StoryBrand put me. And then the reputation of StoryBrand, I'm now suddenly the expert. So I went to this week retreat, you know, certification, and I come home and all my friends are like, okay, now you're like the genius, the marketing genius. And I'm like, yes, yes, that's true. So here's what you need to do on your website. (laughs) Here's what you need, you need the sales funnel, you need this email series, and they're like, yeah. Absolutely. And people who would have given me pushback before are now like, yes, you're like the enlightened one coming down from the mountain. And that was an incredible feeling. And it's just gotten better. And I've gotten clients who can, you know, really afford the story brand pricing. And that has been transformative. It's like taken so much pressure off of me and it's changed my life.
0: If you want a shot in the arm, if you want some encouragement, if you want some affirmation, if you want to be equipped to do a better job in 2019, come see us. Our next guide training happens in mid-February. You need to go to storybrand.com guide. That's storybrand.com guide. You'll fill out an application. You'll talk to one of our representatives. We'll make sure you're good to go. And then you're here in mid-February with a cohort and your whole 2019 is going to look completely different. 2019 does not have to look like 2018. It can look a lot better. Come see us, storybrand.com slash guide. Okay, the third talk trigger, generosity. That leads right into you know, a good segue. Free beverages at the holiday world, that's a generosity trigger. Customers create conversations about it because they are stunned that a company would forego profit potential and just give drinks away for free. You talk about that on page 106. It reminds me of a StoryBrand alumni. Jesse owns the Savannah Bananas baseball team in Savannah, Georgia. He had about 100 people come to each game. Now he has 4,000. They're wow. sold out for two consecutive seasons. He gives away free food at every single game. The whole family can come in and people talk about it. Of course. They talk about the generosity. Talk to anybody who's listening or watching this podcast saying, I'm too scared to be generous. If I give things away, there won't be enough for me. What do you
2: say to that person? You're not actually giving things away. It's an investment in your business. You're just looking at it the wrong way. Yeah. Now, generosity is the talk trigger approach that you see most often in the wild because it's the one that is typically the easiest to conceptualize and implement in most businesses. Yeah. So Doubletree giving away a free chocolate chip cookie is an example of a generosity talk trigger. But let's understand, 75,000 chocolate chip cookies a day isn't it free. No. They have to put an oven in every hotel. I mean, it's not a free deal. But they also spend almost nothing on advertising as a result because the cookie is the advertising and their guests are the marketing department. So it really is an investment, not an expense. I know you're familiar with this. There's a saying in business. It's not entirely true, but it's true enough. And that saying is that advertising is a tax Paid by the unremarkable. <laughs> Cynical, but true. It hurts because it's true, Jay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're, you know, if your story's not good enough, you have to pay a penalty. Wow. And that's what happens in a business like Holiday World, which is a family owned theme park and water park. It's 90 miles from my house. It's right down the road. It's in the middle of nowhere. The town that it's in has 2,411 people in it. Wow. So if you're thinking, hey, we should put an amusement park here, that's an, an objectively terrible idea. It, it is so far away from a population center, It just it's extraordinary that it even exists. They're family-owned, so they don't have unlimited budget. They're independent, so they don't have any characters. They don't have Harry Potter or Mickey Mouse, any of that. They don't have you know, Spider-Man. They have Christmas land, and they have <laughs> Thanksgiving land, and they have right. Halloween land. But they do give away totally free soft drinks. They have seventy-three different drink stations, and drinks are also free in the restaurants. If you can believe that, and people are stunned because if you've been to an amusement park,
0: now you're spending a hundred bucks a day for your family just to keep oh, them hydrated,
2: and it's sixteen thousand dollars for a Coke. It's crazy. And it's funny right? they went right after the thing where everybody feels ripped off. They went right at the heart of it, right at the That's villain. It. So smart. And they started it many years ago. And funny, you'll appreciate this. Sometimes the villains want everybody else to be a villain because then you got cover. And when they went to the uh, the conference of amusement park owners and word got out that they were giving away drinks for free, all the other people who are in the business were going bonkers. They're like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, you are ruining this for all of us. Like, stop this. And they're like, nope, we believe in it. We're doing it. And it totally works. Now, do they forego some top-line revenue? Well, yes, sure. obviously, of course. But it more than pays for itself because they are among the highest rated theme parks in the entire country located in Santa Claus, Indiana. And <laughs> if you look at their reviews on TripAdvisor, every five-star review, and there are thousands of them, mentions free soft drinks. Wow. It is unimpeachably, mathematically proven. It is the story that people tell about that business. And that story gets new customers. Yeah. It reminds me of the Mercedes Dome in Atlanta, Georgia.
0: Here they built this huge billion-dollar, probably complex, and you know there are $250,000 suites for NFL games all over that building. You know yep. there are expensive seats. But the story that everybody led with was there's going to be $2 Cokes, $2 hot dogs. You can get your whole family in and out of here. And it's smart. It's just really smart. It's yep. talkable. It's like the Masters. Like yeah. you know, No logos and you know cheap drinks. And you can only get gear at the Masters. You That's can't right. get it anywhere That's else. right. Okay, number four out of five, talkable speed. Speed is a moving target that you'll consistently need to invest to protect the remarkability of your talk trigger. Page 11 from Talk Triggers. Talk to me about
2: talk speed. Does that mean it's got to be broken into sound bites? No, it's that you are more responsive. You get back to people quicker. Uh, uh, you know, speed equals caring. At least that's how things are perceived. Like I'm trying to get somebody to do some landscape at my house, and and I would just like somebody to call me back ever. That would be amazing, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, and sometimes that's it, right? Whoever calls me back first is going to get yeah. this job, but you can create story from responsiveness, and you don't have to be a big company. Yeah. There's an accounting firm in Indianapolis called Bogdanoff and Dodges, two-man accounting firm, a couple of associates as well, regular accountants do a lot of personal returns, some small business returns. They have an extraordinary talk trigger. They have dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of five-star reviews on Google, on Facebook, on Yelp. And every review mentions their speed because their corporate policy is that they answer every phone call and every email within five minutes. Wow. Now, is that marketing? No. It's an operational choice that creates a distinct marketing advantage, and that's what a talk trigger really does for your business. Have you ever read the book Conversion Code? Yeah, of course. It's a fantastic book, but he actually
0: says that 85% of business will be lost if you don't respond within 15 minutes. Got to be fast. It might even be five minutes, something we all need to work on. Okay, the fifth talk trigger is... Talkable attitude. Attitude has to feel true to work as a talk trigger, and that can happen only if everyone is on board. Page 131. What sort of attitude do we need to get people talking about our brand?
2: talkable attitude is when you're just a little different, right? A little unusual, a little wacky, a little outside the norm of what people expect your business to be. And that one can be the toughest because, as we mentioned in the book, it has to be culturally true. You can't just say, you know we're pretty wacky and then clearly you're not because that just doesn't hold up people understand when you're faking it right but when you live it it can be extraordinary right Mailchimp is a good example of a company that kind of adopts that principle one of our clients actually it's not in the book because we worked on a plan afterwards one of our consulting clients is called superior glove and they're a, a glove manufacturer they make work gloves they're based outside of toronto And they make hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of different work gloves. I had no idea there were so many types. Very specific. So if you're like a left-handed vampire guy who works (laughs) on an oil derrick, they have like a special glove for you. It's really weird. Yeah. They compete against a bunch of companies from Asia who sell fewer styles, lower price, lower quality. So they hired us to come up with a, a talk trigger that emphasizes to their customers that they are from North America and therefore higher quality, more care, that kind of thing. Okay. So we went through the whole talk trigger strategic planning process, the exact same process that's in the book. As we talked about earlier, we just took what we know and we gave it away in a book, as opposed to having to do consulting the same way you did with StoryBrand. Went through the whole process. And this is a company that is very fun. Like you wouldn't think glove manufacturer and fun, but that's it. That's just the two guys who own it are brothers and they're just kind of fun. And they're, you know their website copy is really kind of humorous. They're just a They're whimsical fun company. Yeah, it's just you know, some companies are—they're just whimsical. So we landed on a talkable attitude approach. So now, every pair of superior gloves has a logo on the back, back of the hand, and when you scratch it, <laughs> maple syrup-scented work gloves. <laughs> maple syrup, which is amazing. That is really fantastic. If I never do another strategic plan for word of mouth in my life, I will always have maple syrup scented work gloves on my resume. I mean, there's so many levels to that. We could actually talk for an hour just about that
0: move and the way it opens up the senses, the way it creates an unforgettable moment with that brand, the way it differentiates. That is just... Okay. I don't know how you do uh, maple-scented e-courses, but we're going to try to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, one of these days. <laughs> so I think the challenge for all of us you know, watching this podcast or listening to it is really simple. What's one or two things we can do to increase the talkability of our brand? I want to go back through these five ideas. One is talkable empathy. Get people talking about how much you care about them. Talkable usefulness. Give away some stuff that people just say, wow, that really helped me solve a problem. Talkable generosity. You just can't be too generous today. Talkable speed. Get back to people really quickly. Talkable attitude. Have the kind of attitude that they want to talk about. This is one section of three sections in your book, and there's a lot more content. The book is called Talk Triggers. Jay Baer, just fantastic. It's been a fight to actually stay
2: on with you and not jump out and just start making changes. You're doing a lot of good work in the world. I appreciate it very much. And it's been a joy to work on. We love talking about word of mouth strategy and helping people solve their problems. What's great about it is just like StoryBrand, this is an approach that every business can implement, every size, every type, every region. And we've got hundreds and hundreds of people putting the principles into practice right now. And it's really, really gratifying. Let me tell you one thing real quick. If Absolutely, please. Here's the worst way to do this, though. Okay. And this is why that this is why the process in the book is important. The worst way to create a talk trigger is the way everybody wants to create a talk trigger, which is to sit in a conference room and brainstorm it. Because <laughs> if it was that easy, you'd already, you'd have, already it. have it. So how do you do it? You get out and talk to people? Yeah, that's it. You know, that's a six-step process, as we discussed. But the key to the process, the only one that's absolutely non-negotiable, is you interview between 15 and 18 customers. Okay. And you do three groups of customers, five or six conversations each. New customers, long-time customers, and lost customers. Five or six conversations each. And what you're going to ask them is at each of the different inflection points, at each step in the customer journey that you went through with us, what did you expect would happen? When you came to our website, what did you expect would happen? When we called you back, what did you expect would happen? When we sent you a proposal, what did you expect would happen. What you're doing is building a latticework of customer expectations. Because when you know what people expect, you, by definition, know what people do not expect. And the gold in the river, the talk trigger is always located in the place that they don't expect it. Because if they expect it, it's no longer a story. It's not a story. Like, I don't know everybody tuning in today, but I probably know some of you. I know this for sure. Nobody has ever said, hey, let me tell you about this perfectly adequate experience I just had. (laughs) Because that's a really bad story. It's not a story worth telling, and it's not a story worth listening to. So talk triggers have to defy expectations. That's what makes it work.
0: That's fantastic. All right, my favorite quote from what you said on this interview, and you were actually talking about a hotel, but it can translate to any of us. Your guests are the marketing department. That's it. I love it. And that's what word of mouth is all about. It's turning your customers into your marketing department and your sales team. And this book helps us do that. Jay, thank you so much for a fantastic conversation.
2: I appreciate it. Appreciate it taking the time.
0: So much to act on. Seriously. There's so much of that that's inspirational.
1: And the other opposite effect is if you do it wrong, that gives people a talk trigger as well. It's a negative talk trigger. But the brands and experiences that I talk about the most are the ones who create those moments. Yeah. That's it. Every trip I've been on, every- Don't overthink it. Yeah, it's not a big thing. Just in the moment, what is it that's going to create that talk trigger that people will then share the story and word of mouth will spread?
0: Yeah, it's pretty neat. I love it. Well, JJ, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you too, Donald. It's been another great year.
1: Oh, so fun. So fun. <laughs> it's been so I fun. I love doing this with you.
0: I do too. I can't believe we get paid to do this. <laughs> no. That's the, Wait, I feel like the government's going to, gonna, oh, sorry. Yeah. It, JJ's a volunteer. <laughs> I just show up for the coffee. <laughs> JJ is our talk trigger. You're our talk trigger. <laughs> That's exactly what you are. Uh, hey,
1: I am great with that. <laughs> well, you're good at it.
0: I'll tell you that. You know, we have an annual tradition. I think it's like three years old. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. give away a song at the end of our podcast. Yeah. Because songs, you can't get them free anywhere. Uh-uh. No, nobody.
1: Nobody. Music is kept in a box no, most No, it's gotten so
0: expensive. <laughs> yeah. It's gotten so expensive. Yeah. But-
1: but just for you, just,
0: just for us. our favorite These are, listeners, our are friends of Storybrand, yeah. friends of ours, and every year we give away one of those. This year, JJ's Ryan O'Neal. I know he's the lead singer and only member of the band Sleeping <laughs> at sleeping Last. Sleeping at Last, yeah, <laughs> he is Sleeping <laughs> yes. at Last. And
1: if you watch Grey's Anatomy, you will hear his music all or the Mercedes time. commercials. Yeah, you know he did that or Mercedes Budweiser. commercial. Yeah, he's done he's, Budweiser. I love his stuff. Yeah, I use it to write. I actually, I saw his write.
0: Spotify numbers recently because he tweeted out at our Instagram to thank you, and it's like. 200 million- He's amazing. Something people listening. Incredible. Well, he did a song on the Scary Close soundtrack. Yeah. You know, You Are Loved, You Are Loved, You Are Loved, You Are Loved. Yeah. I just listened to it a billion times. It's like your mama's holding you in her arms. I know. I know. That's how it feels when you listen to his music. Which is
1: what Christmas feels like a little bit. It does feel like that. A little bit. A little bit. bit. (laughs) All right. Here's
0: a song by, uh, here's a Christmas song for you on your drive to dinner. To get you in the mood, your mom's holding you in your. Don't fall asleep. <laughs> no, take that, I take that back. Yeah. Wake up. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, here's a song for uh, a little Christmas song by Ryan O'Neill, Sleeping at Last. Merry Christmas, everybody.
3: Merry Christmas. I'm sure, it's nice to open a gift that's tied up with a perfect bow. But the greatest present of all was given to me long ago. It's something I would never trade. It's the family that we made. Cause when we're together, I have everything on my list. And when we're together, I have all. That's my favorite place to... Stay forever and when we're together, it's my faith.